Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Gut Journal Podcast for Monday. Now, I did post two last week, and then I was trying to post a fourth, or a third, and I didn't actually get it posted, I got it recorded, so be prepared right after this there will be another intro and it will say you know Friday morning or whatever so just kind of be prepared to listen on through but yeah this one's a Monday they'll be combined no biggie Uh, nobody listens anyway but if some people stumble across this because this is just out there for everybody to listen to you know, you'll be able to at least check it out and just know not to, not to stop, pretty much. Trying to get out of my driveway right now. Okay. So, here's the deal. We played, we played the scramble on Saturday. Another tournament, my second tournament. Definitely went better than the first tournament. Um, could have, could have went really well. Um, honestly, we weren't, we weren't far away. Um, the, I do say um a lot. I recognize that when I listened to that one back to see where I was. It ain't no biggie. Get over it. So, the tournament was pretty good. Now, we didn't go in with expectations to really, you know, have a huge day or anything. Like, you know, we didn't have expectations to go real low. Uh, for example, the winning score, I think, was a 54. 54 out of, uh, I'd say, a 71, 72. They were probably 16 under, 17 under. Something like that. Which, in a scramble, you, you you should be able to get to 18 if you have a good team. Because you have three par fives on that course. Two of them are probably gettable. And the third one... Yeah, two of them are probably fairly gettable. But the third one is... third one's kind of difficult. Um... So yeah, but you know, so you're you're really eighteen under is about the mark you want to hit in the scramble because I mean that's just burning in every hole. You take four shots, so everybody has a chance. If you're a really good team that has four strong players, eighteen under is really a good score, right? But if you're if you have a team with a couple good guys, a couple bad guys, whatever, or a couple decent guys here and there. You're trying to get, I'd say, maybe minus 10. Something something like that. So, we didn't do bad at all, though. We almost finished. Uh, you got a medal or a trophy or something all the way up until the sixth spot. And we finished probably seventh. So, that was pretty cool. We were really close to medaling or trophying or whatever. I don't know. Getting a reward. And I would have been award. I would have been fine with that. I, I don't care if it was a seventh place and I got a trophy, as long as not everybody got a trophy, because that would have been just dope for me. I I enjoy knowing I won, you know, or knowing I did well, even though we know we did well. But I haven't won a trophy in golf. You know, I had trophies for baseball, I had trophies for basketball. I probably had, I mean, like a trophy from basketball, maybe a trophy from football, a trophy from like cornhole or something. I don't know. I've got a few trophies, but, and medals. But it would have been cool to, cool to win a, a golf one. So, overall, though, I was pretty excited. I had a lot of fun. We did drink a little bit of beer, a little bit of uh, whiskey. So, you know, we got relaxed and it seemed like we played better, you know. I think we were a little bit, for me at least, everybody else probably wasn't as tense because, me, I've been working on my game for so long that I probably came tense, really wanting to get it together and figure it out that day. And I, I didn't have a good range session. 
Um, the rain session was actually pretty rough. But it started to come together. I started feeling it. So we started on hole 13. This one's probably going to walk you through this. I may try to get to part 5 of my life at the end. But So we were on part or hole 13. Well, my irons, uh, let, me, let me say this real quick. Starting to slowly get, we started on hole 13 because the shotgun start and then we ended on 12. So on 13, or the, probably the end of that back nine, I didn't do too bad. I started coming along though, and my tempo, that's the thing. That's the thing I, I finally figured out, or that seems to help my swing. Two things, two key things. Knuckles under on my left hand a little bit. Have them turn just a little under to help it. To help it stay closed in just a very slow tempo not just slow but like very slow like methodical like really slow to the top and then just fast through and i think the fast through what happens is i get really slow to the top and as my arms are moving back and slow my body shoots my body shoots and it starts it goes and it starts and then everything comes with it so you know my timing's not off because I'm very slow until I get to top of backswing and then I bring it through and then I make sure my hands are turning and closing that club face so you know that that made a big difference towards the end of that I was striking the ball pretty pure pretty good um, they might have been a little bit short here and there and we'll talk through that real quick. So, 13 on Clear Creek. And this was at Clear Creek. So, and I and so I know I can really explain it well because I know Clear Creek well. So, we had to pick up a guy. It was two. It was me and my brother-in-law who initially was going to play anyway. And then he he had a friend he invited who came out. He was a decent player. He he was hit or miss, but. Sometimes when he got a hold of a ball, that thing would, he would definitely hit it along. And then, um, this guy we picked up, it was one of their vendors, because this was being held for Universal Fibers, but it was one of their vendors, so he, he needed to, they only had two guys show up, so they needed somebody to play. And we kind of got lucky. The dude, he, he carried us to start with. He really did. He carried us to start with, and then we kind of we stepped it up though and helped him out. Now he was a solid player, an older guy, had that older swing, and and there's a difference. You you can just tell. I mean, I don't care if I have an older swing. I'd rather have an older swing so I can make consistent contact. But he had this kind of older just swing to him. He, he he's not going to bomb his drive or anything, but he's going to be pretty consistent. So. He gets up, and I don't know if he went first. I'm thinking he went first. Either way, me and him are the only guys to get it over, and then there's a little thing in the middle. Two guys hit it in the middle, by the other two guys, and then the other guy hit it just, just over the green which is tough. It's a tough place to play from, but he got up and down for his own par, which was perfect, because from that spot, I've probably never been able to par. And I hit a good chip myself, though, so I would have gave myself a good opportunity from back there. But it's a hard par, because once you you barely want to get it to the fringe, because or right in the fringe, because that thing is gonna, it's going to take off downhill. It's severely sloped front to back or back to front so he hit a good one there he hit a good chip he made his putt me my iron play I yanked over on it a little bit but I got it clean I picked it so clean and the way I was hitting on the range I clubbed up just a little bit from what I would normally use and it looks like I should have used a pitching wedge because I was way up on the hill behind the green. 
So we end up, we got out of that with a par. So we, we're feeling good going into the next hole. And unfortunately, this is kind of, this would, this would be the, this is the only hole we bogeyed, I think. Um, I had to walk you through it, but I'm pretty sure it's the only one we bogeyed. And the thing was, and the bad thing about it is we felt good going into it. You know, we, we've just now parred probably the hardest one. I think it's the hardest hole in the course would be, um, in my opinion. And then we get up, haven't hit drivers yet. And it's probably one of the hardest driving holes on the course. And I say that because you, you hit over a little bit of water, which shouldn't really come into, um, it shouldn't really matter because you're going to obviously hit it over the water, but it's a little intimidating. And if you miss left, you go into the water or you go into some trees. If you miss right, or if you hit it too dead straight, you go into trees. So you really need to play kind of a shot shape or a dead straight ball flight over some trees. So that that's kind of what makes this a very difficult hole. And for us, 14 just starting out, first drive of the day. We all we all struggled. I hit mine. I hit mine fairly well, honestly, and I had a little slice all day, so I've got to get back into the, uh, got to get back and work it out, figure it out, see see what it's going to take to get rid of that slice. But I had a slice a lot of the day that I've got to, you know, got to go back, work on, get back in the lab, figure it out. I hit some straight balls and I hit some bombs. I hit a couple of bombs. But, with that said, on this fourth hole, the guy yanked it. The, the guy who's really, I mean, he was probably better than us, but I think I'm getting to that level. Like, I'm getting better. I think I, I think I've found out a lot of stuff, tempo and everything, but he yanked it left. I hit it right. I think one of our guys didn't get it up and hit it right in front of us and the other one might have hit it I don't know he hit it somewhere in the weeds or something we then took a mulligan I think which was a wasted mulligan I believe if I remember correctly either way it, we might not took a mulligan because you get one mulligan one red tee either way we didn't get it in play, so we had to take a drop. So we're basically trying to fight for par from here. Three of us put it in the woods to the right of us, and one of us put it left and missed the green. So there's a bogey limit. We took our bogey. It could have been a lot worse. Luckily, on that hole, we got a limit. Could have been ugly. So we're going plus one. But the back is the hardest. So we started on the back and we started on the hardest holes. 13, 14, 15 is not the easiest. They played 17 as a par 3. So really you're looking to get through 13, 14, and 15 with a decent score. Even though 15 is a par 5, it's a kind of a hard hole. So we get up there. I hit the, I hit the ball. or Yeah, I hit the ball. I thought I went a little too far right. Come to find out, it was the ball we played. Solid drive. Um, pretty good distance. I cut off a lot. I didn't hit it square, but where I cut off so much of the trees on the par 5. Because if you go dead straight, this one's more one that you had to fade. Because if you go dead straight, I've been in the lake many a times. You you just, if you hit driver and you go dead straight, you, you're going to hit it in the water. Um, but... If you do a slice or a fade on purpose and make sure it gets over, you're fine. So mine got over playable. We played mine. The other guy, the first guy or the older guy who, who who's pretty good, hit it in place, so we're good there. Uh, but his was a little further back. The other two um, were further back, but they were actually in play out of the woods. Uh, they were on a hill. So we played my shot. 
and the older guy hit a pretty good shot and I don't know exactly what happened but I, I'm pretty sure we got one back there so we had our third shot in front of the green I'm pretty sure we got one back there we had our third shot pretty much in front of the green and mine went right I was trying to play the hill a little bit and it went right the older guy we chipped up he hit a good chip. I don't think he made his putt on that one. I think we made the putt on that one. But I'm pretty sure we ended up with a birdie on that one. So I think we go to even to 16. And 16 is definitely a scorable hole. And we we failed. Uh, we, we failed to score. But we, we ended up getting a par out of it. All our drives kind of leaked to the right. We used my drive a little bit in the rough, but a little bit further up. And one of us yanked it. Two of us hit it to the right. And the other guy hit it short. Just a little short, but still not short enough to putt. Me and the other guy hit a pretty good chip. And then, you know, the other ones had fair game at trying to go at it. Uh, mine was, I think, we, we definitely parred. So, they turned 17 into a par 3. If you ever played at Clear Creek, you hit it off a hill. And it's actually a par 4. There's a landing zone. You hit a driver or something. Like, there's water in front of it. So, we get to 17. And we... We do, we do decent. Two of us, though, hit it short. One of us... I don't know what happened to one of them. One of us hit it in the water. And the other guy, who, like I said, he carried us through the first few holes here. So, he hit it on the green. And I think he might have made his own birdie. Pretty sure he made his own birdie. So we're at one under at this point, I'm pretty sure. Either one under or we parred the fifth and we're even at this point. So we go to hole 18. And I, I thin mine a little bit. But honestly, we take mine. So I thin mine just a little bit. Not a beautiful shot in there. Me and him, we hit the green though. So... One guy goes way over and one guy goes short. He chunks it. Uh, but me and him, we both get on. Mine's a little bit closer. Issue is, you have to hit up the hill. So, that's what it was. We we were minus one at this point. And going on to 18. We did get a green regulation. And we two of us hit the green. We took mine put uphill I, I gave mine a little too much but I was right around the cup it was right there like it almost it, I don't even know it might have lipped because I did hit some lips uh, but it, it was there it was close um, but I kind of ran it past somebody got it close somebody did get it close for us and then we parted that one so you know through 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. At this point, we're minus one. With two birdies, one bogey, the rest pars. I'll take it. We, we got through our hardest stretch. Now we're going on, try to score. So we get to one, and I'm thinking we end up paring one. But we had, we still had a lot of stuff left. I think we had at this point only used a mulligan maybe. So we get up there and we hit good drives. So I hit a good drive. The other guy hits a good drive. I'm trying to think. I think all, I think three out of four of us hit a good drive. I believe we took the other guy's drive, even though 
Yeah, I think we took the other guy's drive. We get up there. And I can't remember. I pulled mine a little left. Pin high, though. Pin high. A little left. We didn't take mine. Another guy hit it. And it was right over the pin. Didn't ta or we did take it, but it was long. I think we had a very difficult putt going downhill, and I lipped it out. And I can't remember if we birdied this hole. I'm thinking the last guy might have made it to birdie it because he hit a few big putts. So I think we might have got a birdie out of that one. Either that one or the other one, I cannot remember. But I do know we got an eagle and some other holes and stuff like that. So we either all lipped that one and barely missed it, which I think we might have parred that one, honestly. Because he did hit a big putt. He hit a big putt on the second. I know that for sure. So we probably went one under there. The second, I didn't hit a good shot. The other guy hit a good shot. And so we're, we're hitting fairly decent ways back. You know, I always ask them if they want to take my ball just to make sure. Because I, I put us in pretty good position on most of them. I was not always in the fairway, but I was in a good position to hit. Um, you know, distance-wise, I, I had a, quite a bit more distance than the other guy. So, you know, I mean, that, that might have got on their nerves, but, it, you know, I've played the course so much, I kind of know what shots I would shoot in that situation or what I would have took and what I think is playable and easily playable. So, you know, it's just because I'm experienced with that course and, I you, I, you know, I play there all the time. So, anyway, we got there... I can't remember. I feel like we all hit it short on two, so we might have just got away with a par there. And then we moved on to three, which is our dog leg left. And I hit a really good shot on three. Actually, I hit a great shot on three, distance-wise and everything. The... But we had a red tee, and the guy hit it to the uh, front of the green, or close to the green, the front of the hill that the green, there's a little hill that goes up to the green because it's uphill. He hit it to that because he got to use a red tee. And so we scored. We did get a minus one there. And so we did birdie that one, got a minus one. So I think we're looking at about minus two for the day going into four. So going into four, four is a par, short par three, or par, short par four. Guy takes his. I mean, I hit a, I hit a bad shot, but I absolutely put some juice into it. I was probably going to be hitting it over the green. I I smoked it, so probably probably better that I just smoked it and it went left. Uh, one guy got it on the green, no pin high. I can't remember if we rolled it in for an eagle or not. I think we just went for a birdie, which got us to minus three. And then we eagle the next one, and we go minus five. So we use a red tee off of that. And I bombed a drive down there. Like, I bombed a drive that if we were playing it, we were probably only about 200 in. Instead, we're about 150 in because we got to use another red tee. We get it. I hit mine on the front of the green. The other guy, the older guy hit it uh, real close. I think it almost went in. And we, we should, I think, I'm pretty sure we came out an eagle there. So we're at minus five going to six. Number six is a par three. We took my ball. I think two guys were left. One guy was right. Mine was just a little bit right off the edge. Um, so we had to chip it. We got up and down. Somebody hit a big putt. I think I hit a decent chip. And the other guy hit a decent chip. But somebody hit a big putt. And so at that point, 
we're still minus five going into seven. Seven's a fairly difficult hole, so we were trying to debate on whether using our red tee or not, and we ended up using our red tee, um, and it was definitely the play. So we ended up using our red tee, which is the front tee, so it's just like a front tee. So we used our front tee on seven, which was pretty big, but I'll tell you why is we were still a little ways back and if you don't if you take a long club it's not going to spin or anything and you're also it's also a difficult shot to hit more distance obviously you know you want to be shorter so we used our red tee and another guy with this you know like my brother-in-law he hadn't played golf long so what he did what i told him to do was take his three wood the red tee, compared to other tees, are on the flat ground. He's not going to hit it too far. Take his three wood, put some weight on the front foot, and basically just jam it into the ground where it rolls out. And that'll get us at least 150 or under in. And he did exactly that. We took three shots. Well, three shots went into the nasty stuff in the middle. So I get up, and after watching all that, I decided, okay, I got to club up. Let me club up. So I, I definitely get over, and we have a ball in play. Well, I struck it so well, I hit it to the road. I almost hit it to... I hit the road, and it almost goes to the... Um, green on the fifth hole so I so I, I knew I could do better than that because I, I, I was at my my tempo by this point I found my tempo I found my slow tempo I was striking the ball well my distances were varying but I was striking the ball well so my eight went to the road and my nine was almost short but I still picked it clean hit it clean it was shortened on the green, but really it should have been about pin high, I would say. But it was short, but it was on the green. So we take our putts, we roll them. Ended up, I think, getting out of there with a par. Pretty sure it was a par at that point. So then we get to eight, and we miss our putt on eight. I got on the green to the right. We had another guy get on the green short. Um, and he was a little closer than me, not much. So we put it from his ball. And at that point, my putter broke. So I had to switch up putters around the 10th hole. So he, he did well, or we did well there, but we didn't, we didn't make it. So I'm trying to think of where I used my red tee. Yeah, we waited till 10 to use the red tee, I'm pretty sure. So we had our par 5 ninth. I don't know where mine went. I think mine ended up in the water. Actually, I don't know where mine went. I don't think we took mine, though. But I had a very good 3-wood that got us pretty far up there because we were pretty far back. We were within like 50 yards after that, and then I think we birdied. So I think we went to six under. Yeah, I think we I think we went to five or six under or something on that hole because because he made a pretty good putt. I, I can't remember, but anyway, we go on to tenth because you know you loop back around now, play the three holes. We go to 10th, we use our red tee. We were well back. We were in the fairway, but it, it was definitely a good place to use our red tee. So I hit my red tee into the... on the fairway, and we had a short shot in. Real short shot in. 
and I can't remember if we parted or birdied it at this point. It kind of all jumbled together. Uh, but I know we hit some decent shots in there. I think mine was pin high and we took mine. But I can't remember what happened with the putt. So, then on 11th, it's a dog leg right. And it goes right up a hill. And I cut off more than I meant to this time too with the slice. But it, it got far enough. It opened up. Good shot. Would have been playable. The other guy hit it really well though. Only like 60 yards in. And we had some pretty good shots in there. I don't think we made our putts, but we had some pretty good shots in. And then we got to hole our last hole of the day. And this is what really we could have had to we would have had a 65 if we could have just did well in this hole. So we got up there. My drive, I tried to just juice it. So mine went way right into the woods. Um, but I knew we, we had chances because we still had two mulligans. I think we still had like two mulligans left. So I just tried to juice it. One guy did. He got a hold of it. Um, he had a pretty good few drives, a couple of hits here and there. But he, he contributed a few times for us. So he bombs it. Nice 80 yards in. I don't know what I, I think I hit a gap wedge at 80 yards and right over the flag long though, but it went directly over the flag way too long. though. It didn't even make the green no, and it wasn't, I mean, I didn't like skull it or anything. I literally hit a good shot. It just, I, it was the wrong club when I hit it flush. So we all hit, we get there, we get pretty close. And we used our two mulligans, I believe, on our shot and on our putts and had six putts at it and just couldn't get it to drain. We couldn't get it to go in. And that probably cost us what would have been, you know, a sixth place trophy, which is fine. But we, we didn't finish last. We finished right in about the middle of the pack because um, there were some 70s up there. There was 60s higher than us. So overall, you know, that's just a walkthrough of how we played, what we did. Pretty solid course, pretty solid scramble. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. The older guy did carry us, but he carried us early, and then we kind of carried him at the end. As we, you know, he probably wore down, and we we came and came alive and came on. Um, he hit putts most of the day, um, but his irons were a little bit shorter, and his his driver was a little bit shorter as the day went on. And we kind of picked him up there on some of the stuff, but he, he definitely carried us to start with on the harder holes. And, uh, we finally, we, we broke through and played well. So I, I found some stuff in my game. I can't wait to improve on it though. It really slow takeaway. I got to figure out the driver. The driver don't feel as clean right now, but, um, I think I'll figure it out. I really do. I, I think, I think it's getting close. I, I really believe that. So this is the goat channel. We out. Or we're not out. Just stay tuned. We on to a different recording. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Goat Channel Podcast. We are Friday. I think we're going to double it up three times, I mean, this week. Double it up back to day, back days, Thursday, Friday. I probably put this out. If not, you may come out Monday. It just depends what I decide. But it is Friday when I'm recording. So I watched a little bit. There's a couple things. Um, Kayla Harrison, PFL. I don't know if you watch that. Anybody watches that. Um, her contract's up. She's probably one of the most dominant fighters in MMA. Uh, and constantly improving. So uh, what I'm getting at is I think she's a free agent. So it'd be a great pickup for UFC. And, or UFC or Bellator really and get her a fight with Cyborg or uh, Nunez so Nunez would be a great fight another thing I want to talk about real quick before I get back into the growing up uh, Mac Jones Mac Jones is going to be filthy um I'm thinking about I should stock up on all his cards. 
but they're expensive. I, I can't afford that. But uh, Mac Jones is a beast, and he's really gonna be be something something special. I believe that. Uh, he might not start the season. I can see him giving to Cam because he is kind of a you know he's the vet, all that good stuff. But I really believe in Mac Jones. I think he's got. I think he's talented. Um, he, he moves pretty smooth in the pocket. Uh, yeah, he's a little bigger. Yeah, he don't move as well as some players. Uh, but I feel like he, he can be that, that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady mold, you know. Guys who, obviously, they're not going to run away or anything. They're going to be pure pocket passers. So, they're just going to have to step up in the tight air, you know, tight areas. Throw it through tight windows. Um... But I really do. I believe he's got that skill set in him. And I think he's going to be special. I really like uh, Mac Jones. I, I hope he hope he does his thing. But I'm just impressed by him. I was impressed by him in Alabama. I have him as my number one rookie quarterback. Obviously, that's controversial. But I had him number one. I'm afraid that... Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, but I just don't know how good. But I had him number one. I had Lawrence two, Fields three, uh, Lance, and Wilson uh, is how I had the rookie quarterbacks, and that's how I had that's how I had it in the draft. And right now, that's how I still have it. Um, I'm just not sold on what Wilson's going to be. And so, I have Wilson last. And I think he has the... I think he has the lowest ceiling. Let, let's put it that way. So, um, everybody has a floor where they can be a bust. But I believe he has the lowest ceiling to uh, to his game. He does have arm strength and all that. But I, I just believe he has the lowest ceiling. So... I do think after that, though, Mac Jones actually has the lowest ceiling. That he he could not potentially re- reach the high ceiling where I have him. Uh, because of his skill set, I'd say he probably has the second lowest ceiling. And I'm not sold on Trey Lance either. I, that guy, that's the reason he's fourth for me. And he could very well be fifth. I'm just not a believer. I he just doesn't have a lot of tape and stuff. I just I don't think he's ready for the game. Um, we'll see, but I don't think there's any way he's ready to start. You you get that man start, and I don't think it's going to end up good. The best thing he does though is an athlete and get around pressure, but that's not always a good thing to have happy feet and all that stuff. So. I definitely don't think it's his time to start, and I definitely think he's the fourth worst. Um, Justin Fields, now, I'm not, I was not as low as some people on Justin Fields. I, like, I, I told some people I would have took Mac Jones over Justin Fields, but I would have. But I would also took Justin Fields over the other two guys. So, you know, it's not like I had him underranked or undervalued I just think Mac Jones is better but Justin Fields is definitely third um, and I believe he's going to be pretty good but the only issue is Ohio State quarterbacks don't have a very good history of being good um, so if you take that into account just take that you know kind of face value you never know it may, it may not work out as it should. With that said, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, you know, he, he's the guy number one for a lot of people, but I, I don't think, I don't think he's number one. I have him at number two. And he, he's, he should be good. Um, it just kind of worries you. You don't know. Um, it is the NFL. One of the, like, 
there's just no way all five of those guys are gonna be good though um or at least like pro bowl level all pro level good now could they be good enough to get some teams to playoffs here and there yeah but i doubt all of them are so i i, I just think that's one thing all those guys aren't going to be good so there's going to be a couple busts out of it and we'll just have to wait and see i mean It'll take more than one year to figure it out. In one year, you'll start getting a glimpse of like, huh, he's got a lot to work on, or, you know, he's already ready, or he's got a lot of, he needs to, you know, figure out and accomplish, and, you know, all that stuff. And that, that, that's true. Um, you know, we'll find that out, but you start getting a picture of it, but, you can't really call anybody a bust or necessarily say they're going to be the best in one year either because there's a lot of guys who've had one good year and then kind of fell off. So you don't judge them on that. But that's how my quarterback ranking is right now going into basically preseason number two. I have Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, um, Fields, Wilson, and... Lance, or no, Lance and then Wilson, and that's how I got so far, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but moving on to part four of growing up and just life in general, and um, I mean, there's probably a lot more in there, events that I just left out because I didn't really, you know, want to hit on or anything, or for some reason didn't hit on it, um, lots of it's like vacations and stuff, which, you know, which can be a probably a thing in itself i've been to some cool places i've been on some cool trips and all that good stuff so um so yeah part four we were getting you know we were getting in we spent a year together me and my ex and and you know well we were getting married but we were living together about a year got to a humongous fight got to a humongous fight we thought it was going to be honestly that day could have been the end of it this was July we were supposed to get married in like August so this was July before we moved out of our apartment and like it was the worst fight I've ever had with somebody um and it was over probably something stupid I'm telling you she, she got mad about a lot of little stuff and it was, and it very well could have been because I brought up guys and she texted all the time. Um, that could have easily been it too. I can't remember the exact argument, but I remember the argument well. Um, cause it was bad, bad. It was the worst argument I've ever had with anybody. So anyway, we made it through that night somehow. I, I couldn't tell you how, to be honest with you. Um, so we made it through that night. Ended up having to live with my parents because of we had to be out of that house and we hadn't found a new one. So we stayed with them for a couple months and then we found a new one after we got married. So we got married in August. You know, typical marriage, typical wedding, nothing much to it. I almost passed out. Um, I guess that's not typical, but... If you if you knew my story of weddings, uh, I typically um, I don't do well in them. Uh, I get a little bit lightheaded. So anyway, I passed out, and so they had to bring the smelling salts, all that good stuff. Uh, we ended up getting married. We went on our honeymoon to a cruise. Uh, Cayman Islands and Cozumel, I do believe. But I'm just ready to go back cruising, too. That just makes me think, like, gosh, I can't wait till the world gets kind of... It'll probably be a while now before I get to go on a cruise, but it's unfortunate. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so we went on a cruise. You know, we, we had an okay time. Um, I can't remember. I felt like we didn't get along that well, but... It could be just all the marriage rolled into one. 
but anyway, we we went on that, and then we got back, and we, we kind of lived our life the same way. She was still going to school. I'm still going to work. Um, we lived at my parents, like I said, not long, not, not too long, so we finally got moved out, and into this little house where we stayed for a little bit over three years and the house was cool though I mean you know we rent it but it was a nice cool little house uh, nothing real wrong with it we never had really any huge issues out we did have one time the pump didn't work in the basement and so the water filled up on us um, in the basement but other than that it was an older house it was livable though you you could live in it for sure so uh yeah i mean there was nothing wrong with it we had a lot of fun there i'm telling you my life consistent of going to work um playing a lot of beer pong and just kind of enjoying life i, I believe the first year The first year was probably our best year, I'd, I'd imagine. Um, I'm trying to think of the the dates. We got married, yeah. So our first year, you know, it was just kind of marriage, whatever, you know. Um, try to think of the dates, see if I'm throwing, I'm wrong about it. Might have been, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, there was always fighting and there was always arguing. There was like, she had this weird bipolarness kind of, and like, she'd get mad one minute about like a fork being dirty, and then like, she, we'd make up like two seconds later. It's just weird. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I enjoyed her. We went on trips. We had fun. Um, the only thing I could ever complain about, and there, I guess there's a couple things, but it always, it pertained to not how I felt about her or how we lived or how we were together when we were together and when we were not fighting and all that stuff. Is And we would never fight, like, we would rarely fight over stupid stuff necessarily. Like, there would be stuff, sometimes she would get angry over stupid stuff, but, you know, that stuff fixed itself. But a majority of our fights came because, like, she wanted to text other guys and, you know, you know, yeah, basically text other guys and I'd find out because I'd see them pop up and then I'd ask her about it and then, you know, come to find out who knows how many times she cheated on me and then come to find out she did cheat on me to end the marriage. So, you know, like, I had the right to be upset and the right to, uh, worry about it. I mean, definitely if you, if you know the end game now, obviously I should have been worried about it. I probably shouldn't have tried to do much more. I don't, you know, there's only so much you can do though. So that's what caused a lot of fights. Um, other than that, though, we our marriage probably could have lasted without that. Um, we both could have been better, and we were both like we never fought about money. And really, yeah, we never really fought about money, um, and we were never. I don't know. Maybe by the last year, we we were starting to make decent. Like she was, we were having enough money because she was making pretty good money. Um, but it's just something that we didn't really fight about too much. Um, you know, based on how much we were making, you would kind of think we'd fight about it more. And I don't remember us having tons of fight about money. Uh, both of us, you know, she probably, I don't know. I was probably a saver, but I do like, I did like to do stuff, but I'd say we both were just good with money, and, you know, 
we both try to be good with money and try to make the money we have last. And so, like, we didn't make a ton, and we were we were both in school. By the end of it, we were both in school. She she probably had just finished school, and I was still going to school. And so we we had some times like that. It is what it is, but money was a never thing we fought about, even though we didn't have a lot of it. Um, do I believe, though, if we had money and say we had our... Say we were both kind of settled into jobs or something, would it have worked? Maybe. I think that would have definitely helped it. I think that would have definitely helped it. But overall, we didn't have a ton. So that might have hurt it a little bit, but arguments didn't really come of that. So, you know, early relationship, we were just trying to make it. She'd go visit her parents. I'd go with her sometimes. We'd go on trips here and there with them. And we'd go to other stuff here and there. So the first year was pretty basic. I mean, not much to it. Go to work, come back, um, play beer pong, hang out, you know, whatever we did, really. Uh, just kind of living life. And then... So, yeah, you know, that that was kind of what we were doing during that time. For the first year, that was fine. The first year, the first year probably didn't go too bad. You know, obviously, I still remember some stuff, you know, messages and stuff like that she would get. So, obviously, she was still doing her thing. But I would say, overall, the marriage wasn't in a bad place. Um... But by year two, it was kind of starting to sour for us, and it wasn't, I don't even know if I would say it was souring for us, it was just like, it, it was just, it wasn't good, like, we just couldn't get along, and it wasn't even that, like I said. It's all this, all of it was a due to like texting guys and stuff. So, anyway, but you know, in 2011, I think it was like I, she, you know, she was doing her thing, I was doing my thing. And, you know, I would never, if I, if I would have known maybe the end game, I probably would have cheated on her. Um, because there was this girl, and, you know, I didn't cheat on her, didn't do anything with the girl, but she was, if I looked back on it now, I would have really wanted to take that opportunity because of, uh, because of, you know, obviously the girl was better than my wife, but, um, at the time, and so... Like, I should have took that opportunity. That's the only kind of regret I have. Only because, like, she was awesome. Um, and I didn't hook up with her. I didn't do anything. I just worked with her. We flirted. Um, you know, I had my opportunities. I could have took those opportunities. And, you know, I didn't. I didn't. So I stayed away from that. And, you know, so we stayed married past that. But during that that time we were probably having more issues and more and more issues and like I I mean I almost thought it was a good idea to to move on and to you know be one of those guys I guess that you know cheat on their wife or whatever during that little stretch, there was a stretch of probably so many months that I probably six months. I'd say there. Let's say the stretch six months. There were six months where, like, I, if I look back on it now, I might have just went ahead and asked for the divorce and went and dated her and see what could happen. It might have not lasted. It might not even lasted a day or two or so. But. That's that's what I would have done in hindsight. Now, 
in reality, you know, I didn't take advantage of it, stayed with her. We made it kind of through that period of a rough stretch. And then I got into going back to school. I went back to school. I was uh, working and going to school and playing on the basketball team. And the basketball team was the best decision of my life. It's something I needed more than anything. Um, school was just rough. I was just tired of going to school all the time. I mean, I wasn't tired of going to school yet, but uh, by the end of it, I got tired again. But basketball was the best because you had to, like, I think you might have had to have so many credits and then you could play on the basketball team. And we played some really good competition. And me being a guy who likes sports, I love competition. I never got to play basketball. Like, I tried out. I, I never played it in high school. I tried out one year. And then the rest of the time, I thought, you know, I'd stick to baseball. And the one year I tried out, I wasn't nearly as good as I got by the time I was playing, you know, college basketball. Or by the time I made the King team. I, I had gotten much better um, over so many years. So, you know, we I played... Uh, little college basketball and it was awesome I enjoyed every minute of it. competition was good to be a community college and I actually played three years and it was the the first two years were by far the best but that's only because my third year I you know I was going through through the divorce and the split up and I was struggling struggling which is a whole nother conversation for another day um but i gotta i gotta say so i never got to play high school basketball and i tried out for the king team made it but i never played like i didn't even go back after i made the team so i was like you know i really wanted to figure you know i really wanted to play and I had gotten better. I'd probably had gotten a little fatter though at this time. And you know I wasn't as skilled as I was probably right when I was out of high school up until this point. But I still thought I could definitely play well. So I did well. Um you know, first organized basketball team my first year I did pretty well second year was really probably my best year and then the third year I was just like I said I was kind of out of the headspace but it was awesome I needed it I needed the people um, the coaches were great the people were great um, I mean I played with probably different people each year obviously because I was there three years instead too but I was also going to I was working and trying to go to school, so I couldn't take nearly as many um, credit hours or whatever. So, I just, it was awesome, though. I, I've got to admit that that basketball team really just, it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. We went to the beach, I think, once or twice. Just, it was fun. And it was cool because we could afford, we could we barely could afford it. Um, in all honesty, because honestly, because it's not like we were making tons of money. And, uh, but man, I, I've got more to say about that basketball team and some of the stuff about it, but I'll leave that for another day. Uh, we about made it through all the way through the marriage, um, or some of the high points of it and all that stuff. I'm not really focusing in on detail right now. Like I said, I think I'm going to come out with like a memoir or something of that sort. But like, this has all happened in my life. This is still early in my life. Fairly early in my life. So That's what it is. This is it. This is part four. We growing up. We the GOAT channel. We out.